Welcome to the first real episode of Too Young for This Hit, the podcast where I have guests on and they like bring a movie that I've never seen that has like some kind of significance in pop culture. It's like something I should have seen. And then we watch it and talk about it. Uh, today, I'm going to have my guest is Evan Tolley from um, the Thoughts from the Car podcast and Interesting People with Evan podcast. Hey, Evan. A podcast with new episodes yes. so far. <laughs> but I want to make sure people follow that account on Twitter. It's all about those Twitter followers. hundred percent. hundred percent. Please. Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the, since this is the first episode, I'm going to explain a little more in detail, like the concept of the podcast, and then you can tell me what movie we're watching. So Sounds good. All right. So the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is because uh, my parents never rewatched movies. So if it was a good movie that they saw like in the 80s before I was born, they just never bothered to rewatch it. So I never saw it. So I've seen like nothing essentially from um, like before the 90s. If it's rated R, probably have seen very few movies earlier than 2000. So, yep. So Evan, what movie are we going to watch today? Okay, today... Let me, let me pull it right back up here and make sure it's right here, because I have no idea if you've ever seen this or not. It was not on the list. It was a, it was a last-second find, but it is a primo find because it is, in fact, a Kurt Russell flick. Hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Escape from New York. I have not seen it. Ooh, yes. All right. We're going to basically right. watch my memory of this movie because it has been a long time since I watched this movie. Perfect. <laughs> It's basically Solid Snake is an American, and he's going to go beat some dudes up to save, I think it was the president's daughter, or maybe that was the escape from L.A. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't know the new, I've never seen the movie, but isn't there like a sequel, or is this the second one? I, I believe Escape from New York was the first one, the second one is Escape from L.A. Oh, this will be exciting. We'll find out if there's like missing details. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because I actually did rewatch Escape from L.A. semi-recently, and I do recall them making, like, some references to Escape from New York. I'm pretty sure that Escape from New York was the first one. And it is it is quintessentially Kurt Russell 80s flick. Sweet. So, um, when's the last time you think you saw it? <laughs> All right. Um, last time I saw it uh, probably was before My Chemical Romance was a band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when they formed. That's such a weird reference. Like you could have said like when they were popular, maybe like yeah. Sure. Well, okay. I mean, so I was in middle school. I was before. Eh, it was either before that era, before high school, middle school. I'm really bad at telling time and all of its frame, like time frames of certain moments in my life. Uh, uh, so like, do I remember being in middle school when I watched this? I'm pretty sure. I think I watched it in high school. Um, and that would have been, oh, geez, uh, 2000, <laughs> sometime between 2006 and 2010. So okay. it's it's either been eight years or it's been 12 years. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I should have asked you that question exactly as I have it written down. I have like a outline of what we should be doing right now since it's the first episode. I don't have a routine here. And I said, oh, I'll, uh, well, your outline. Yeah. So on the outline, I have. When you watch it last. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I have to scoop my cat's poop real quick. Oh, perfect. Uh, this is going to be great audio. Can you describe the oh. scents you're smelling? Like. Um. Okay, hang on. First, you're going to get some real good ASMR flushing right here. Ooh. Poop is a aromatic. Um, I'm getting hints and notes of cat food uh, mixed with my cat's butt. <laughs> uh, so, hold on. Why were you flushing? Do you flush the litter, or were you pooping? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, we, we, he poops in the litter, and we just scoop it immediately and flush it, because we're very bad and very irresponsible. Hmm. I, <laughs> I just learned the other day that there's, like, litter that you can flush. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, you rent, so you don't care. You can just fuck those pipes up all you want. Who cares if this is flushable? You don't have lights in your bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's actually very true. I do not, in fact, have lights. 
Uh, <laughs> pardon me. Screw that. I don't know if I should cuss on this. Oh yeah, your you, first you can cuss. Didn't I just cuss? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> it just seems yes. so natural. So, Escape from New York. Just basically, um, if I do recall, I, I believe that this movie came out. Uh, it was after the first Metal Gear Solid, but I think around the time Metal Gear Solid Two came out. I don't remember. Oh, I'm probably getting that all wrong, and someone's screaming at me right now. Probably Arjuna. Seven. Two. Sarajata. Sarajata. Sarigatoni. Sarajatizzle. Escape from New York came out in 1981. Metal Gear came out on the MSX in 1987. Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake came out in 1990. And Metal Gear Solid came out in 1998. Now, Tyler wanted me to just point out that Escape from New York came out in 81, and MGS1 came out in 98. But I just wanted to add that other stuff to show how very, very wrong you are. Okay, now I have to get back to my Twine game. I do remember there was, like, a whole thing about how, like, it's... The, the name, Kurt Russell's character in the movie is named Snake Pliskin. <laughs> and... And they were just like, you're literally ripping Snake out of my video game. Stop that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, so, so let's see. I have, I have a few more questions for you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I'm screaming at me right now. Oh. Hey, Alabaster. <laughs> I did not expect him to say hi back. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a talkative little boy. All right. So here's something else I have written down. I have, why is Evan doing this to me? But... That was assuming you were going to pick, like, an awful movie. Oh, well, <laughs> This movie oh, sounds pretty good. This movie you haven't seen this movie yet. <laughs> like, it seems like it could be, like, good-bad, like, entertainingly, like, over-the-top, stupid okay, action. Okay, I, I think I have an answer for this. Why is Evan doing this to me? <laughs> um, Evan is doing this to you because Kurt Russell, in my opinion, is the quintessential 80s movie actor. Like, I believe that that guy still lives in the 80s to this day. Yeah, uh, it was very 80s it, in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. uh, that was that was full on it. I, I, so my first thing was like, oh, if we're doing 80s, oh, we're doing Kurt Russell. <laughs> so the question was, do I leech over to Tron and see if you've ever seen Tron? Do I... Uh, I uh, my option that I was going to go with... Um, or should I say that? Um, yeah, you can say it. it. Doesn't matter. Okay. I'll watch I it with someone else. Watch, yeah, I was gonna have you watch Big Trouble in Little China. Okay, um, that one Which is actually I've never seen it. That one's actually um, that one's a Daniel K recommends. Daniel K has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes. God fucking damn it, Daniel K has a Daniel K has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes. So is I might it? see if I can get Daniel to watch that one. Yes, do it, because that is a golden movie right there. <laughs> like I kind of like imagine these this movie and that movie as the same movie in my head, having not seen either. Right. Yeah. That one has like a wizard or something, right? Like a mage? Some kind of magic. It's been so long since I've seen it, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll just, just save all of this gold for um when I have Daniel on. Or someone oh, else yeah, and we good. watch it. We'll see. There is a movie I do want to have you watch that if you have me on again in the future. I'm not going to spoil it now. I'll, I'll have you figure that, learn what that is later on. Okay. But um, I was actually thinking um, for uh, when I have repeat guest, I'm going to yes. flip it. I'm going to flip the genre on its head and I'm going to make you watch a movie that I love that you've never seen. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So, I don't know what you've never seen, but we'll figure that out later. <laughs> I've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of movies, like, after the year, like, 2010. I've seen a lot of movies, but, yeah. Okay. So, okay. All, right. Um, all right. I know you have a baby to get to, so... Yeah. <laughs> like, we could just wrap this up, go watch it, and then we'll come back. Sounds like good. A day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh... uh so, okay. Yeah, uh, let me think here. I will probably have time within the next 24 hours to watch it. Okay. More than likely. Um, so I don't know what day is good for you after this. 
Oh, wait. We'll, we'll work on plans after the recording. <laughs> oh, no, I could just cut this out. It's fine. Oh, okay, cool. But he really didn't. He's too young for this hit. Kurt Russell comes in and kicks me. Welcome back to Too Young for This Hit. Um, it's been a couple of seconds for you guys, but it's been a couple of days for us. And we've experienced a lot during those days. Uh, I'm in a different country. Uh, Evan experienced the miracle of childbirth. We uh, started a podcast network. But most importantly, we watched Escape from New York. So I've seen that now. How did you feel about it? Before doing that, I want to see how oh. you felt about it. But even before that, um, I want to <laughs> do a recap of it. Okay. Just like a quick one. So everyone who hasn't seen it or saw it a long time ago kind of knows where we're at as long okay. as they're okay with spoilers because obviously we're going to be recapping the entire thing but heavy, heavy spoiler cast right here <laughs> but yeah so you just finished watching it so i'll let you start out with a recap and then i'll fill in any tidbits you leave out or something okay all right we're gonna <laughs> oh i wasn't prepared for a recap let's see here <laughs> oh god right. what's <laughs> the movie <laughs> let me make this short escape from new york um in, I think it was, hang on, I may have actually written this down. Oh, I didn't write down the date. Oh, the year it takes place? Well, it takes place in 1997. Yeah. But they said, like, in 19, uh, 1988 or something like that, crime rate went up 400%. Uh -huh. And so Man the island of Manhattan in New York has become a giant prison with no prison guards inside. It's just inmates. And, like, they have taken control of the city, and they also have some working vehicles, and, like, they've all made gangs and stuff. Um, basically, this dude, Snake Plissken, is going to prison because, uh, well, you find out, I guess he robbed the Federal Reserve or something like that. Something like that. While he's being processed to be put in the prison, uh, Air Force One crashes into the island of Manhattan because of a terrorist group, uh, named, hang on, the National Liberation Front of America. They're the representative workers of the National Liberation Front. It sounds... They kept calling America, like, imperialist dogs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, they crash Air Force One into the side of a tall building in New York, which I don't know if I should, like, bring up correlations to 9-11 all of a sudden. Yeah, but, like, that was the first thing I thought when watching it. Oh, my gosh. So many times. <laughs> I was just like, huh. This is, huh. Yeah. Really? And then there's uh, more anyways. of that <laughs> later on, so. Yeah, there is. <laughs> um, so president goes down. They put him in some escape pod, which I really want to talk to you about when we get to it. <laughs> they handcuff a briefcase to him because that's what you do when you need to live in a cliche. Yep. Uh, and then the president is somewhere in Manhattan, and they have to get him out. Uh, one of the gangs gets him and tells the security force because, like, the, the prison guards who are basically a small trained army – uh, try to go back and save him, and one dude's like, nah, we're going to kill him, so you guys got to leave. And they were just like, okay, well, I guess we'll leave. Uh, so then they, they were just like, oh, Snake Plissken, the guy that we were going to send in who was on special team something in some, some, some blah, blah, blah war, uh, did some awesome fighting. Everybody knows him, but I thought he was dead. Nope, he's alive. They put a bomb in his neck. Then they give him a gun and a plane, and they say, you're going over to New York. You're going over to Manhattan. And then the rest of the movie is literally him not using that gun the correct way and fist fighting a bunch of people until he saved the president. And then uh, I guess here's the big spoilers. He saves the president and then he gets off of the island. The end. The end. <laughs> oh. I feel like I discussed more about the intro than anything else. Yeah, you did. But um, I feel, I guess the biggest spoiler is the, literally the last thing that happens at the end. Like he's got that tape. That's supposed to have how to do fusion. Fusion, ha! And he like gives the president the wrong tape and rips up the real one. So yes, yeah. there's a subplot I'd like to discuss with you on today's episode, if you're okay with that. Sure. That I think the whole point of this movie is actually missed. I believe <laughs> the movie is actually about Snake Plissken meeting a god and a devil, and like this is his interaction with it without realizing that either one is either one. Huh, I think we watched two different movies, but yes, okay. Okay, yeah. this, is, this is my note here. Um, Maggie, you know who Maggie is? Yeah. Okay, she I, is I a god. I should tell the people at home who Maggie is. 
Oh, yes, that's true. Or should I bring this up whenever we get to her? Um, yeah, I guess we'll just go ahead and do our thoughts on it first, and then we'll come back to it. Okay. Um, I wanted to start with you. I wanted to see how um, how it held up in your memory. Was it as good as you remember? Was it worse, better? Oh, it was just as good as I remember, at least. When was the last I, time you saw it? Like, you don't know? Ages ago? It would have been high school, middle school, somewhere around there. It's been at least 10 years, because it was before me and Jesse started dating. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's been a very long time. I used to watch these kinds of movies with my dad all the time, and we would, like, rewatch them every once in a while and, like, have, go on heavy nostalgia trips and, like, laugh about how bad the movies were. <laughs> so that, that's what I get about these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, if we ever do Star Wars, we're going to do the VHS version, because it goes back to before George Lucas ruined it by editing them. Like, <laughs> do you have the VHS versions? I a hundred percent do. <laughs> nice. I actually used yeah. to. Well, my cousin did. Um, his dad found them in the garbage. I don't know why his dad was looking through like someone else's garbage, but that happened. Yeah. I guess. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it held up very, very well in my mind. It's exactly what I thought it was gonna be. It's that cheesy action flick from the '80s where the action isn't the best, but like the fact that it is a good, you know, it's still a in my mind, it's not what I would call a good movie, but it's a good movie, <laughs> you know? I yeah. wouldn't go to other people and say, this is a good movie. I would say, this is a good movie for the 80s. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> got that, like, 80s choreographed fighting that's just not oh, very man. good, but everything else about it was great. I, I really liked it a lot. Um, yeah. I was kind of worried going into doing this podcast. I was going to hate everything I watched because um, the unreleased episode, which I released part of, where I yeah. watched uh, Lethal Weapon, um, I hated that movie so much. It was awful. But okay, yeah, Lethal Weapon does not hold up. Um, yeah. Escape from New York, though, it was great. Like, like you said, it was really dumb, but it was really fun, and it was super cheesy. I can see how it, like, I, I can definitely, after watching it, I see, like, how it's influenced other things. Like, I don't know if you ever played it. I actually never played it, uh, but Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon? No, I did not. I, I saw, like, trailers for it, and it looks like this movie. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty great. Speaking of how this movie holds up, none of these events would be possible four years after when it takes place. Literally. It's just like, huh, 1997, huh? Huh. Yep. Try landing on the World Trade Center now, bitches. The only way they can land on the World Trade Center is because it's the tallest building in that part of New York, and nobody would detect them as they glided in. Like, that's their whole plan. It's just like, hey, uh... <laughs> this is literally not feasible anymore. Yeah. I would. I will say before we get into this, I really want to see a movie where they do uh, what happened to Snake Plissken before this movie. Why, like, you know, all of what's going on with America and, like, this giant war that's going on, apparently. Why is crime 400% up? Yeah, that is a buck-wild figure. How are huh? they okay with just throwing away the entire city of New York? They're just like, like, yeah, you know, like, one of the biggest, like, economies in the world is now a prison. Yeah, at first I started thinking about, like, the displaced people from the island of Manhattan, because that's a lot of people to get displaced, not yeah. to mention, like, a border wall that shuts down, like, around the rivers of it. And then there's a part I want to get to, and I feel bad because I'm going to jump around the movie while we're t before we're even talking about it. <laughs> Cabby regularly throughout this movie mentioned that he'd been working there for 30 years. Yeah. The prison had only been around for, like, eight years. Or ten years, I mean. I guess he like, just didn't want to move. Yeah, I guess he just, like, stayed there and just armored up a taxi, huh? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, um, you know, like, those people that refuse to leave when there's a hurricane coming? They're like, we're gonna put this prison up, and he's like, ah, I'll be okay. Yeah, people that refuse to leave when there's a hurricane. I wonder what those people are like, Tyler. <laughs> uh, uh, Tyler? Uh. Those people are my in-laws. <laughs> yeah. I thought you did the same thing. Well, I mean, like, we weren't in an evacuation zone, but they were. Okay, nice. So where were we? I don't remember. Well, uh, me either. What were your first notes from the movie? Um, <laughs> First notes? Those were the yeah. longest opening credits. Holy cow, were did they you notice not? That? Like, and nothing was going on. Yeah, there was nothing interesting. It was just opening credits. Like, it was just... It took, like, three minutes. Yeah. It was exactly was like, three minutes. I, I wrote that down. I was like, huh. Was it? Yeah. I was literally just spitballing that number. <laughs> it was almost exactly three minutes. But, yeah. Um, yeah, then after that, I had, I knew nothing about this movie. I didn't know why he was escaping New York. I didn't know the whole plot of the movie was that they turned New York into a prison. So that right. was a big surprise. <laughs> yeah. 
And my first thought of that was, hey, it's like Arkham City. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, at the very beginning, I noticed, like, uh, three Batman references. Oh, really? I didn't catch I them. I think I have a theory that this movie is actually, like, Dark Knight Rises ripped this movie off. <laughs> like, okay, at four minutes and five seconds in, <laughs> they mentioned that all the bridges are armed with mines and ready to explode if anybody tries to escape that way. That's literally part of Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. Like, they completely ripped that off. Okay, then the first words of the movie are, this is Gotham 4. I'm like, Gotham? Uh, bridges blowing nice. up? Are you kidding me? Gotham 4? Then you figure out that that's a helicopter. It's the Batcopter. <laughs> it's the Bat. This is the first, like, ten seconds of actual movie are literally Batman references. Like, <laughs> I was just like, huh. Huh, the bat showed up in Dark Knight Rises. Huh, they Ooh. tried to blow bridges up in Dark Knight Rises. Huh, Gotham. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally missed all of those. Yeah, no, it just it caught me like the first few seconds. I wrote a lot of notes down about that intro scene, uh, like that, that opening part, and then I didn't write as many down about the rest of the movie because I guess, <laughs> you know, a lot of it is pretty easy to remember. Yeah. Um, my first note was, synths! From the synthesizers? It was great. Yes. I, like, I really like the soundtrack. I did write, was this music made by the Institute? The Institute? Did you play Fallout 4? I played not much of it. I couldn't get into it. I played up until you get the power armor, and then I haven't played it anymore. That's like, oh my gosh, dude. I know. You it's got like it. the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's like the tutorial still. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. I was really turned off on... Um, what they did with the power armor, like how you have to charge it up. I was like, eh, that's yeah. not cool. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get on that. We'll, we'll complain about that later. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about um, that in our next podcast. Where we watch Falling Out. Or... <laughs> oh, wait, there's um, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout's coming out. We'll just use that as an excuse. <laughs> All right. Um, what else did I write here? Yeah, crime rate's up 400%. That's a lot. Bridges are armed. <laughs> Uh, definitely pre-9-11, because there's Twin Towers. Present day is 1997. Uh, shitty CGI helicopter when they flew, like, in front of the wall and then up. Yeah, when they show Air Force One, that's what I wrote down, CG, <laughs> shitty CGI. <laughs> yes. Uh, here. Oh, Jesse was watching it with me last night, and when she first saw Snake Plissken, um, she said, uh, it's Haas Delgado! And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Did you ever watch Billy and Mandy? Yes. Yes. I, I don't get that reference. Hostel Gato was the super macho dude that had a chainsaw arm. He oh, okay. A he's a combination of Snake Plissken and Bruce Campbell's character from... Um, um, oh. Uh, oh, no, um, I knew this. Crap. It's on the list. Uh, yeah, it's not Night of the Living Dead. It's, it's uh, uh, the Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, Evil Dead 2, technically, which is just a better version of the Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell! Bruce Campbell! Yeah, so that was kind of funny. Let's see here. Snake Plissken shows up on a bus on Ellis Island. That I really wanted to talk about. Ellis Island is not that big. Mm-hmm. Why? Why was like, there I mean, a bus? Why was there a bus? And then at 9 minutes and 30 seconds in, there was a limo. Like, <laughs> Where are they driving? Are they getting on a ferry? Like, I mean... Yeah, that's my question, is, like, did they, they never covered this. I know there's not a bridge out to Ellis Island. I, like... <laughs> well, it's the future. There there could be a new bridge. We don't know that. I guess, I guess in 97 there was a bridge built that I didn't know about. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, like, I mean, did they, did they literally just have a bus, prison bus parked there, fly him in on a helicopter, walk him off onto a bus, drive 30 feet, and then get back off? Like... <laughs> <laughs> That was that was pretty that was pretty good. Have I passed any of your notes up to this point? I have one note that I could not find the context for. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a note. It was a quote. Someone just yelled, "It's too late, assholes!" But then I couldn't find like <laughs> you just watched Wait, it. Maybe you remember. <laughs> it's too late, assholes. Yeah. What notes is that written between? Um, not understanding the basic concept, and. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the awful CGI plane. So it was early on. CGI plane. Okay, so it's before Air Force One. Yeah. It's two assholes. I think that was maybe the terrorist on the plane. No. Like that. Maybe. 
Well, no, she just started like yelling about. Yeah, maybe it was that. Maybe that's what it was. It was probably her on the plane. Um, maybe that or, was the president yelling as he gets in his pod. <laughs> it's like, is this after the CGI helicopter? I don't know. Um, because I know that the dude <laughs> sitting up in the uh, in the co- or in the helicopter yelled, you know, something about like turn around or we're gonna shoot you down. And then they may the the guy like the guys in the helicopter may have yelled, "It's too late, assholes!" and shot them. <laughs> maybe possible. Yeah. I have Which, no clue. I figured yeah. I would be able to type it into YouTube and find a video of that quote, <laughs> but I can find, like, no videos about Escape from New York, surprisingly. Really? Yeah, I thought there would be tons. Okay. Um, so then we have the plane. Uh, okay. They said, I would like to talk to you about this. The National Liberation Front of America, the workers of whatever, talking about American imperialism. She's in the, the, the cabin, right, of, because you know planes and I don't. Or she's not the yeah yeah she pressurized the cabin. My question is, can you actually pressurize a cabin and live? I have no clue. I only know engines. <laughs> okay, because okay. like they said, because to me a cabin is like the entire plane, right? That's just where everybody sits. Yeah, and but I mean the cockpit is up front. They said, can you shoot the lock off? He said, no. She's pressurized the entire cabin, and I'm like, well, that means you all are in pressure, and so is she, right? Like. Well, I mean, shouldn't it? I mean, there should be pressure in there, right? Like, you, it would be bad if there wasn't. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I didn't understand what they meant by that yeah, at all. Me too, I was very confused. Like, I was just like, wait, wait, she's pressurized the cabin, yeah. I mean, I guess you all are flying kind of low, so maybe you didn't need to. But, like, at the same time, it's just like, you're you're not going to shoot one lock to get to this woman? Because the cabin is pressurized like it's supposed to be? And how do they know that the cabin is pressurized? Like, only the... <laughs> Their ears only, popped? I don't know. Only the pilot would know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe she came over the intercom and said she pressurized the cabin. Cabin pressurizing. <laughs> uh, mm. Let's see here. Oh, by the way, the name for her character was uh, Hostess. Hostess? Yeah, I guess, like, it's kind of... Like, that, that was her in the credits, or...? Well, no, like, I kept pausing it, and I have Amazon Prime. It would... It would show, like, oh. who was uh, playing what characters. Uh-huh. And so she was just hostess. So I guess, like, the whole plot is she dressed up as a hostess for Air host or, Air, or you know, Air Force One or whatever. And, like, uh, did I say that right? I think you, I think you might have said Air Hose One. Yeah, I think I started to <laughs> Air Force One, and then I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right either. Uh, like, so the whole thing is she's wearing the same outfit as the pilots that are dead that she slit their throats, but okay. We'll just pass back. <laughs> uh, and she's at 11 minutes and 28 seconds, because I took a bunch of notes with the timestamps on them. She, nice, so we can all go back and find them. Yeah, she <laughs> urgently starts reading uh, the note after she takes over Air Force One. Like, would she not have that memorized? Okay, one... Yeah, she just repeated things, right? Like, it wasn't like some big, long no, speech. It was like she had to remember who she worked for. It's just like... I mean, you just single-handedly somehow kidnapped the the president of the United States, all of his, like, you know, just, I mean, she single-handedly took over Air Force One with the president inside, and she can't remember to say she's part of the National Liberation Front of America representing America's workers. Like, (laughs) I just, I don't get that. (laughs) Maybe she was a hired hand. I guess, but like, wow. She's really good at one thing and really bad at another. Uh, okay. Have I passed any of your notes up to this point being inside of Air Force One? Nope. My next uh, my next note is about the pod. Yes, so is mine. Did that pod have a seatbelt? <laughs> I did not notice. Neither did I. You mean to tell me this dude fell what I can only presume was at least ten stories well, there's no parachute or anything, I don't think. No, it like, just crashed. It was just a ball. Yeah, it was a ball. And, like, lucky. It was, um, it was basically, I, I don't remember what they're called, but whatever the Saiyan ships in Dragon Ball Z are. Yes. Yeah, is one of those. Also, very lucky for him that, like, later on when they discover the pod, it landed right side up. True. Inside of a building <laughs> where there's only minimal fire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's literally, uh, let's see here. Um, doubt you can survive the fall in that pod. Then after that point is when the, like, almost immediately helicopters pour in with soldiers coming to save the president. Um, at 15 minutes mm-hmm. and 10 seconds, only one fucking soldier 
is oh what did i write here oh i can't see here oh he's sweeping literally the scene where i think his name is uh hang on i have it written back here because i didn't start writing down names until like the end of my notes <laughs> great job evan uh hot i think his name is that the duke's like right hand man no 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 that is the or the, like, who are you talking about the dude that's in charge of the security oh, okay hawk h-a-u uh commissioner gordon yeah sort of like not the cool one but the one that like inject like like tricked snake and injected him or whatever um yeah when he shows up uh, getting out of the helicopter like there's a whole bunch of uh, soldiers that ran in front of him and like just the first one he passes is actually taking their gun and sweeping everybody else is just like hanging out like they're having a beer like you are <laughs> in a giant prison where people could attack you at any second and only one of you like fucking remembers to like search and sweep uh, shitty work, lads. Literally wrote that down. Another thing about the security people, I don't know if you saw this. I found nothing on the internet about it. Yeah. But uh, two times, I saw, like, the SWAT people just fall over yes. for no reason. Yeah. You saw it? Like, yeah, I was trying to find, like, on the internet, like, I don't... Something about it, because I feel like they could have just done another take. I... But... Like, I don't know. Gas helicopters <laughs> is a little too much for a second take. Well, there was once uh, someone fell over when they were getting out of a plane, and then another time, uh, like, right after, like, at the end, right when Snake gets over the wall, like, there's nothing else going on in the scene. They're just showing, like, some SWAT people in the background with Snake talking to someone, and it just falls over for no reason. Okay, I noticed, too, when they landed, later on, when they land the helicopter to get the briefcase, that's one dude falls over after getting out of the helicopter. He just runs over and he just eats shit face first. Uh, and make sure to write that note. He ate shit. The second, the <laughs> nice. second one I noticed was uh, when Snake comes over the wall and he runs over to get the x-rays or whatever that neutralized the bomb in his neck. Like, uh -huh. he, he pushes past one guy and that dude does fall over, sort of. But before that, Yeah, I think that was the second one I was talking well, about. Before that, there's a guy, like, kneeling on the ground who's supposed to be working the winch. He just falls over <laughs> for no... <laughs> like, like, it's literally, Snake is coming down the wall, dude falls over on the ground, Snake starts running, pushes other guy over, and then gets, like, his neck taken care of. And it's just like, wow, you guys are really bad at your job, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I'm glad I'm not the only one that saw that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. My next note, Lucky the Pod landed right side up. Um, oh, <laughs> Beetlejuice counting is greater than an armed and trained guards. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Let's see here. Uh, next scene is going to be them convincing Snake that he needs to go into New York or into Manhattan. I feel like we need to describe Snake for people who haven't seen the movie. Just imagine most 80s person you can with an eye patch. Yeah. Like, I guess most 80s badass you can. He's got cool-ass hair, yeah, like, long and, like, feathered, and um, he's got an eye patch, and he's smoking cigarettes constantly. Yeah, he's pretty cool. And just, like, spewing one-liners and being brooding. Uh, I did write down cool guy alert at 18 minutes and 50 seconds is when he smokes his first cigarette, and Snake, <laughs> Snake lights a cigarette with a match that he struck against a random object. Yeah. That's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just reaches over onto the desk on, I think it's Huck's desk, or Hawk, whatever his name is. Uh, he, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon reaches over on his desk, takes a cigarette, pulls out a match, and just strikes it against the container the matches are in. But it's like some glass ceramic thing. and just, like, lights a match and just, like, starts smoking in there. Like, that's pretty mm. cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he looks... His hair makes him look like he's driving a Firebird constantly. <laughs> that's that's one thing I remember. Yeah, my next note is like 21 minutes in. This would literally not work because the only place they could land is on top of the World Trade Center. Do you have yeah. Do you have any notes like before they put him in the plane? No, my next note is once he lands on the World Trade Center. Okay, I have a couple here. Um, at 22 minutes and 22 seconds, uh, let's see here. Uh, they say something about their. So they're talking about the peace summit um, that he has to get to that's with China and the Soviet Union. And the president was – at first, I thought that they were saying that the president was carrying a nuke in the briefcase. And then I re-recorded uh – -huh. I re-listened, they said it was a tape recording, and he said, do you know anything about fission energy or whatever? And I was just like, oh, okay. Because, like, for a second there, I thought they were talking about, like, a bomb. <laughs> like, the president <laughs> is carrying a bomb to a peace summit and just going to nuke him. 
Like, I was like, no, that, okay. that would be a very interesting twist to this movie. Bold move. Yeah, bold, bold move. fucking move. Let's see here. 24 minutes and 17 seconds. They keep saying that he has 22 hours, even though his watch says 22 hours and 50 some odd minutes. Like, literally <laughs> look at the movie when they first put the watch on him after they said 24 hours, and they say, you've got 22 hours. And it clearly reads 22 hours, 58 minutes, and some some crazy seconds. And they're like, 22 hours. And he's like, I thought I had 24. And I'm like, I mean, like, that's a I, free guy. <laughs> I thought it was weird that they give him, like, why why didn't they just give him one watch and be like, hey, you need to be done by this time. Like, they had to give him a thing with a timer. Yeah. Because I guess you... But it's not like that timer does anything. Well, it, it reminds the watcher that he's going to die in that many hours. Which, yeah. I also want to cover the fact that, like, it skips around a lot, huh? The time on it? Oh, yeah. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Like, at the very beginning of the movie, they cover it a couple of times, and it's about the same time. Then he's on mm-hmm. top of the World Trade Center, and it's like, two hours have passed or something. like. It's like 21 hours or left, so that means three hours have passed since he was first, like, accepted the mission. Uh, and then, like, it goes on a bunch. He, he checks it again, I guess, after, like, uh, those dudes crawl out of the street. And he's down to, like, 20 hours, I think. Uh, I don't remember for sure. But, like, the next time you see it, it's suddenly like, oh, yeah, dude, you've got, like, four hours. And it's just like, hey, <laughs> that's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not to mention, um, at the end of the movie, uh, he's got... I can't remember exactly. Like, he looks at it once, and he's got, like, a minute. Yeah. He's got, like, maybe, like, a minute, 30 seconds. And then he fights someone. It goes on for five and minutes. The fight lasts way longer than that. Yeah. Than the time he had on the watch. So then he gets over yeah. the wall, gets the injection, and he had two seconds left. Yep. Like okay, cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, I'm still going off here. I I did write a series of notes. Um, 25 minutes and 10 seconds in, could the goal fire that thing he was sitting in take off sitting at an angle like that because it had one wheel and it was sitting on its side. And I wrote, wow, I feel like I'm already asking a lot of airplane questions already. Never mind. <laughs> it was towed by another plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I started writing he was cruising at, like, and then I just stopped finishing that. I noticed at one part when he first flies into New York City, he's, like, he's flying around, like, the fifth floor level of the building. He's <laughs> right above He's right above streetlights. And then he just goes up all the way up the tr- World Trade Center, like, Yep. Okay. And, yeah, that that didn't make sense. Yeah. And then um, I, the whole time, like, he's about to land on the Trade Center, I'm like, how is this going to work? Like, you need a long distance to, like, stop a plane. And then he shoots out a grappling hook, and I was like, okay, I can live with this. I, I, that, that makes sense, I guess. I can accept this answer. And then I assume he just, like, walks down every flight of the World Trade Center, or do you think they have elevators? Well, he took the elevator to the 50th floor. I don't know how tall it was. Because now it's not. But I, I would assume it had more than 50 floors, right? Uh, yeah, we can probably look that up real yeah, quick if you want to keep talking. Yeah, I'll keep I'll talking. Look. I'm going to take my next note about when he got outside of the building. Um, once he stepped outside of the World Trade Center and was probably a few blocks away, he started at- attaching the suppressor to the uh, the machine pistol he has. And then also the scope. Mm-hmm. The absolute madman. How he did not have that together the moment he got out of the plane, I will not know. I, I don't understand why it has a scope. He never once looks down the scope. Same thing with the revolver. Um, what's that? The, the revolver has a scope, and nobody knew. Yeah, yeah. Maggie's revolver? Just, yeah, why? He just looks that way. And, like, that revolver was on his hip the whole time, and he hands it to Maggie. Which I will, that, I do, I will get to that when Maggie shows up about why she is a god. I will. <laughs> it's right. going uh, to mess with you. <laughs> back to the World Trade Center. Okay. It's got 104 floors, or had 104 floors. Okay, so he he got about halfway down, and then he like just jogged the rest of the way. By the way, how did like that jump scare <laughs> on the 50th floor? I don't remember it. What happened on the 50th floor? He gets out of the elevator, and then he starts looking around, and he he like calls in to Huck or whatever his name is, uh, Commissioner Gordon, and mm-hmm. he's like he's like I'm on the 50th floor or whatever. And then, like, the music's just, like, boom, and there's, like, one dude who runs down the hallway behind him, like, just through a doorway. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, nothing comes of it. It's just, like, oh, yeah, there's a dude on the 50th floor, by the way. <clears throat> I'm, like, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just running around. Yeah. yeah, we'll just go with that. Uh, okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, 37 minutes and 30 seconds. 
Oh, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> he had, at that point, he found the guy, I believe, uh, that was wearing the president's uh, tracking device. Do you have anything about the scenes leading up to that? Yeah, uh, I just thought it was interesting that they have, you know, like, culture within their prison and they perform plays. Yeah, that was kind of neat. Also, they were all off-key. That was pretty neat, though. That that was actually, like, a small little cool thing. I thought that, like, they still had instruments and stuff there. Um, mm-hmm. There's a whole shot that you can't really see it well because of the lighting in this movie, which is horrible at times, um, where you can see a whole group of people playing instruments in front of the stage. Um which, which is kind of neat, the fact that they've organized enough to, like, perform a play and have that kind of culture. That is pretty cool. It makes me think that um, that 400% increase in crime wasn't because people started doing crazier things. It's because the laws got, like, super harsh. and You know? They started throwing people in prison for life for, like, parking tickets. Yeah. You know what? I'm with you because that would make sense. Because I don't think Cabby was ever violent in the whole movie, which is the first that yeah. we see Cabby. He's just, like, hanging out. And he's sitting there, and he's the only person, after walking by, like, 50 different people, the only person to realize that it's Snake Plissken and that he has a gun. Like, everyone else is just oblivious to, like, the first guy in, uh, I don't know how many years, to be walking around with a gun. I don't under- I still don't understand why everyone thought Snake was dead. Yeah, I don't know, and I want to know. Like, that's actually... And also, like... Sorry, go ahead. I don't... Well, it, it, well, I'll talk about this when we get there in a few minutes. Okay. Uh, let's, let's see here. So he gets the locator device off of the imposter's wrist, and he goes outside and he calls in uh, Commissioner Gordon, and he has 18 hours to search all of Manhattan. I'm like, really? Okay, you have 18 hours to find one guy on the entire island of Manhattan. That seems impossible to me, but okay. The odds are stacked. Uh, let's see here. The next one is... I guess when the crazies are coming out of the sewer. And he runs into that diner. Yeah, that the girl wearing a choker. I think like her official name was like Girl with a Choker. <laughs> nice. According, <laughs> according to Prime. And he just tells her about the entire plan about the president and everything. Like, okay, sure, Snake. This trained, highly well like well known, highly trained operative is just gonna tell people, by the way, the president's here and I need him. Okay. Yeah. These people are murderers. What are you doing? They're just going to hold him hostage if they find him. Uh, I was legit surprised when, like, the crazy started, like, coming up through the floor. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. How? Why? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Like. What were they doing in the floor? They had to establish. What were they doing? Like, that whole scene where he's walking backwards and he, like, his foot goes into the floor. I think it was them establishing that the floor is very weak and hollow. So some of the in- infrastructure has probably been torn away and used by people for other, uh, for other uses. Uh, let's see here. There's that whole scene where he just like blind fires into the crowd. And I don't think kills a single one of the crazies. Um, he climbs up the building and then gets back into the building instead of onto the roof, which is just, okay. Yeah, fine. That's fine. Shoots himself a door, runs through the hallway, gets outside, runs down an alley. He breaks his, I guess that was his communicator that fell. The, the, the thing with the antenna. Uh-huh. Like, there's a whole shot where it falls and breaks, but, like, we never really realize what it was, because they're never, like, because they don't, like, get on the horn and be like, Snake, Snake, where are you? Come in, Snake. And then, like, he's, <laughs> well, oops, that sucks. Let's see here. That was at 42 minutes and 40 seconds is when he just told the stranger about the plan. Uh, 45 minutes and 30 seconds. Cabby has been working there for 30 years. I wonder if he just got caught uh, in Manhattan, or is he an actual criminal, and what was his crime? He he probably got a parking ticket. He, uh, yeah, who knows? Um, He's a cabbie. Um, I think we missed one thing I wanted to point out. Yes. In the like, the, like, running away fight with the crazies, at one point, he shoots a guy's hand off. Does he? You remember that? Yes. There's, like, a guy trying to come through the door, and he just, like, shoots his hand, and the entire hand comes off. I did not see that. Yeah. I might have been looking down writing a note, but that's, that is... That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, when he gets into the cab with Cabby, Cabby throws a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> he, yeah. He says, you know, this stuff is like gold. And then he just like freely throws it without a care. Mm. Okay, dude. Sure. Just throw away the thing that is apparently worth a lot. <laughs> like you. It's because he's cool. You could just drive off though. Like the crazies wouldn't chase you. You could just drive. I, know, I, I really liked it. Like yeah. he, I liked how he just tossed it casually. Like, yeah. Oh, I did write... Maybe that's why he's in prison. I did write, I like Cabby. Because in the hopes of, like, if Cabby turned out to be, like, really bad later on. 
Um, mm-hmm. 49 minutes and 45 seconds. Brain equals Harold. Ha <laughs> ha. Because at one point, Maggie's just like, your name is Harold? So yeah, so okay, so he's hopped in the cab with Cabby. Cabby takes him to meet a guy named Brain, uh, who's, uh, as Cabby puts it, his squeeze that was given to him by a man named the Duke, um, mm-hmm. a woman named Maggie. Maggie is somehow instantly earns Snake's trust, and he hands her a gun. Like, okay. Like, it's after he's met her for, I don't know, five minutes, and he knows that they're going to try to betray him, he's just like, here, here's my gun. Okay, that's fine. We'll get back to that later. Um, uh, is this when uh, you're going to explain Maggie being a god? I'm going to get into that after she does a couple of things, because... With that gun, she breaks some laws of physics that I'm going to get into later. But once she never reloads that gun, I think. She, oh, no one, she, no one reloads a gun in this movie. She reloads it like one time. She just verifies that there's bullets in it. I do not know how she got those bullets. When they went back to the map and they realized that the plane is on top of the World Trade Center, she's just putting bullets in it. How does a prisoner have bullets specifically for that gun when he all he did was hand her the gun? Maggie is creating bullets out of nothing. So godlike powers. Godlike powers, but we'll get past that. Maybe she swiped them from him at some point. Um, um, so one thing about Brain I was curious about is, so I assume him and Snake got arrested for the same like crime, right? Because like Brain like. I don't know. He, he, he like getaway, left or something. He was in the getaway car and he he left uh-huh. before Snake got there. He said, "You were late." And Snake's just like, "You know what they did to Fresno Bob? I want to meet Fresno Bob now." Yes, <laughs> they did. <laughs> well, I just want to know why Brain has obviously been in there for a while to have like gained the Duke's trust and everything. Yeah. And Snake's like, just getting there. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Uh, maybe Harold got or the Brain got met, like caught up in another job. Or something. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Um, Alright. Uh, let's see here. Um, so they run outside. Uh, the Duke shows up with his car in the ground, basically, because he's got chandeliers on it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Snake steals a car by punching a dude in the face with the suppressor of his gun, and it just, like, instantly kills these dudes? Okay, good gun-punching skills, Snake. Uh, let's see here. My next note is on the train car. Do you have anything in between there? Nope. Okay. He gets on the train. You want to you hear my next note? Yes. It's when they're on the bridge. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, let me just jump through mine really quick, because actually I think I can get through a lot of this very quick. Uh, one hour and 18 seconds. Sick knife throw. Um, that's be- oh yeah yeah that was a good knife yeah. throw Snake just like lifts his arm and suddenly a dude is dead and he stands there for like three seconds and then drops why does everyone think that Snake was dead they keep saying that he's dead um, at one hour five minutes and thirty seconds Duke is shooting at the president with a gun uh, and he keeps blowing on it because like I guess that's what you do after you fire a gun to blow the smoke out except for the gun's not open it's still shut so he's just like shoots and then blows on the gun and then shoots and blows on the gun like, okay. yeah, that's fine. Um, let's see here. The prisoners are su- uh, signaling a surveillance uh, helicopter. So the helicopter just lands? Yeah, that seemed like a real bad idea. Yeah, this seemed like a horrible idea. That was one hour, eight minute, and 52 seconds, and then one hour, nine minutes, and two seconds. So ten seconds later, second guy from the left guard eats shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after falling out of the helicopter, Duke talks about uh let's see they get in the ring and so snake will fight off the guy uh the big big strong man uh duke says he wants pliskin's head on the hood of his car i'm like i think you've got enough hood ornaments already um after that let's see here hawk says uh commissioner gordon yeah yeah commissioner gordon at one hour 19 minutes and 52 seconds he says to uh ramey uh the really good guy that i like he says, download the choppers. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Download the choppers. Yeah. Now, in your experience with engines, have you ever had to download the entire... <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, maybe this is like... Um... <laughs> How do you download choppers? Oh, I've got a cat in the way of the mic. Oh, no. Um, maybe it's like they have to 3D print the choppers and... Yeah, this is the future of 1997. You have to remember, they have technology we don't. Yeah. 
So maybe they 3D printed an entire chopper and they had to download the plans for it. That is crazy. Let's see here. Yeah, no, so after this point, they are driving and he has like three minutes to get across this bridge that's covered in mines. I said, wow, he's really down to the fucking wire. Um, mm-hmm. Are we going to talk about how Duke didn't ever once actually need that map to get across the bridge? Yeah, like, well, Snake didn't either. Yeah. Like, he just... Oh, and we missed a whole whole big part where they're um, where they're at the World Trade Center and they go all the way up to it to get the glider. Yeah, and then it gets destroyed. Yeah, by dudes called Redskins. What's that? They, they called that gang the Redskins. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, but so like Snake is limping from uh, his fight with the big dude. Yes, or with, no, with the baseball bat. No, he got he got hit in the leg. Did he get arrow. shot in the leg? Arrow. Okay. Well, he is limping. Track. But he limps all 104 floors up the stairs for the World Trade Center. And then they come right back down. What's that? He did get on the on the 54th floor. Yeah, that's still 54 floors limping up and then limping down. And he's just okay. Oh, I missed, I missed one here. Uh, at 1 hour, 22 minutes, and 23 seconds, when they get back downstairs in the World Trade Center, Duke is standing behind, like, a still or something, some steam machine. And um, I'm just like, why? I think that might have been the engine to the car, actually, now that yeah. I think about it. Because they mentioned that they converted the cars into steam power, mm-hmm. at, like, early in the movie. Uh, but Snake shoots it, it sh- sends steam everywhere. Duke is rendered obsolete with a gun, apparently, because he can't shoot through steam. Um, <laughs> down to the wire, uh, don't need the map. One hour, 26 minutes, six seconds. Cabby is dead. Rest in peace. Yeah, so how about when they hit that bomb that kills Cabby? First of all, it splits the car in half, and everyone in the backseat is fine. Snake driving is fine. Cabby's dead. Like, yeah. why wouldn't everyone have gotten equally fucked from that bomb? I don't know. Um, I will say, when uh, Maggie and uh, Brain rescue the president, mm-hmm. Maggie shoots three guys very quickly, which cool gun skills for somebody that's been in prison for a very long time. Uh-huh. And also, she has to be firing from the hip, because she's not looking down that scope and there's no other way to aim. She's not, but she perfectly shoots every single person. Um, then, uh, let's see here, one hour, 26 minutes, 45 seconds, brain is dead, good riddance. He stepped on a landmine when he told everybody to go left, and they all went right. He dies. Yeah, so not only was his map useless, but it was also wrong. So Well, okay. They said that they got that map from a guy that had made it across the bridge and then was shot when he got to the other side. Mm-hmm. So how did the map get back across the bridge? I, paper I mean, airplane. <laughs> I guess CGI paper airplane, you uh-huh. know? Did he have to make the map beforehand? Because like, the way they made it sound, it sounded like this guy made the map after he got across the bridge. But then he was killed immediately, so how did they get the map? All right, yeah, mm-hmm. one hour minutes and one second maggie shoots seven rounds out of a six-cylinder revolver at duke (laughs) this is when i first started thinking i think she may have actually been a god that means that was 10 rounds that we never saw her reload she also handed the gun okay the scene inside of the world trade center when he shoots at duke they come down the stairs uh and the engine won't start he hands the revolver to maggie (laughs) says hold this and opens the hood, and there's a dude with a bow and arrow in there, and he sticks his hands up, and he turns to see Duke. Then, he magically has the gun in his hand and shoots the steam engine. Oh, I didn't notice that. Maggie but teleported I, like, to him. I, like, died when that guy, like, pops out of the hood. I know. <laughs> that was so funny. Was so cool. <laughs> well, so Maggie teleports a gun to Snake, then she gets it back, shoots seven more rounds out of a six-cylinder revolver without ever reloading it at all, um... Let's see here. Yeah, because Snake shot uh, shot the uh, the same thing. Uh, one hour, twenty eight minutes, and ten seconds. Maggie is definitely dead. Rip a god. One minute, one hour, twenty nine minutes, and thirty eight seconds. Both guards who helped the president are dead. Eh, I don't really care. Yeah. One hour, thirty minutes, and thirty one seconds. President splatters Duke. Rest in peace on that bridge, dude. Looks like you never <laughs> needed that map in the first place, huh? Um, yeah. Why did the president stop the winch that was pulling Snake up? That was a completely useless Traumatic scene. tension. I guess. Yeah. Um, the president is a piece of garbage. Also, the one in the movie is, too. <laughs> that is my actual note. Do you have any notes uh, until after the wall? Uh, nope. 
Um, okay. Yep. Everything. We've covered all of my notes, I believe. Okay. Maggie is a god saving lives. Hawk is the devil making deals the whole time. Maggie has magic gun powers, and Hawk is constantly like, hey, you want to make a deal? We'd make a great team. Uh, <laughs> one hour, 34 minutes, 57 seconds. Cabby lives. Praise Cabby through the music. The president got bamboozled. I don't Cabby lives? What? Yeah, through his music is what I say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was it's like, did I miss something? Like, <laughs> like Cabby, his music. So, like, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, all of my notes are over. Okay. Yeah. I think we covered all of my notes, except for, um, I mean, I thought it was a nice callback that the president is, like, yelling the same thing that he had to yell at Duke while getting shot at before while shooting Duke. So. Yeah, that was pretty good. And, um, yeah, so there's a sequel to this, Escape from L.A., and I know it came out in 1996, so that makes me wonder a lot of things. Does it take place, like, 15 years later, like, or is it just, like, immediately after? And also, since this whole, like, nuclear fusion deal didn't happen and world peace wasn't achieved, I assume the world's even more fucked up? Uh, yes. So, do you you want me to give you a synapse of what I remember? Uh, sure. Um, Snake is going back to prison for some reason. Uh, it is the exact same movie, except for it's the president's daughter this time. Okay. And L.A. is a prison also? Yeah, L.A. is now a prison. They bombed, uh, like, they set explosives around L.A., exploded it, and it sank partially into the ocean. And now there's just, like, a huge gap that nobody can cross. I think I know why crime increased 400%. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> they just got busy blowing up cities, huh? Yeah, I mean, they're just turning cities into prisons. So, yeah, it's like, I guess people only live in, like, rural areas now. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to be. Yeah. I'm just going to keep in the biggest cities. Um, I do have two notes for you. Uh, I think that, like, after we've done that first recording, now we've done this one, mm-hmm. that you should try to do episode predictions from you or whoever hasn't seen the movie about what they think is going to happen just based solely on the title and who's in it. Yeah, I meant to do that, but I completely forgot. That was definitely in my my plans. Yeah, that would be really cool to hear. And um, you should definitely, for the theme of this episode, should be the theme song from the movie. That song is just so cool. <laughs> yeah, since I, since I had no clue that this movie had to do with prison, my prediction yeah. would have been interesting. Because I don't know right. where I would have went with it, because I knew nothing about the movie. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, those are my only two other notes. All right. Yep, that's all I got, so. Okay. Yeah, so I guess we're done here. All right. One whole episode done. Nice. All right. Uh, I would, I can't wait to, if if you're cool with me coming back on later on, I would, I would, I'd be totally down to do this again. This was fun. Yeah, I need to get a list of movies you haven't seen so I can pick one for us to watch next time. Good luck. (laughs) You've seen every movie? I've seen a lot of movies. Hmm. I wouldn't say every movie, but I've seen a lot of movies. Uh, I'm sure I could find something you haven't seen. I, I've seen okay. some weird shit. Okay. <laughs> but, alright, um, you got any plugs? You want to plug some things? Uh, yeah, I guess go listen to me drive a car on Thoughts from the Car. Uh, <laughs> oh. On Twitter. So, yeah. Um, yeah, if you're ever, for whatever reason, recording a podcast while driving through Georgia, apparently there's a new law where you can't use your phone at all while driving oh so yep okay look out for that and well um, that'll, it, i usually just set it down uh for the most part and i definitely don't ever drive uh, open it whenever i'm driving well, wink wink <laughs> <laughs> well i know they said you can't record video while driving they didn't say audio so you might be in the clear all right time to go to georgia and break some law <laughs> <laughs> but right, where can people find that where where can they find your podcast about you driving uh, go to go to Twitter uh, and go to uh, at ThoughtsCast, I believe it is on there, and um, and I'm on SoundCloud. It's it's I think it's just look for you know Thoughts from the Car. That that'll be me. Uh, all the images look really bad, so you'll know it's me. Um, and like uh, oh yeah, I've got an email on there, but I don't remember what it is. I think it's Fancy Trashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is I, the I one you used. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, aside from that. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I'm definitely. I have not even recorded the first episode of Interesting People, so don't even look for it yet. Look for it. 
Yeah, definitely look for it now. I yeah. want to get as many followers on there because I'm never going to record it. Oh, yeah, we uh, should tell people about the podcast network oh, that we just made yeah, yesterday. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you had a pretty good idea there about making um, – uh, we can make this work probably uh, into a podcast network in which we promote all of our podcasts through it. And I think that that's a very good idea. Yeah, so you can follow that account – I on twitter i think it's at probably works i don't know yeah i think that's it if not <laughs> yeah, right. you know you, that or... i'll tell you next time <laughs> yeah that'll be good i had thought of something for us to sign off with it was a quote from the movie but i could not remember what it was did i write it down oh no yeah if not it's gonna have to be the other quote i wrote down that i couldn't find where I, it came I, from i have a sign off for me after you've done yours okay um well it's too late to stop listening assholes call me pliskin bye bye